0: Yo, we back at it. We live, we live, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another extraordinary episode of the Extraordinary Exchange podcast with your guy here, Nate Bennett. Got my my dude, Case. What's good, Case? Oh man, another day, another dollar, my brother.
1: Another day, another dollar, man. Just happy to be here, like usual. You, we got a special guest in the building. Um, pre-show, learned a lot of information about this brother man, and, and he got some good stuff going on. Uh, in Tokufa, there it is. You know, as you said, the show is under, under your title, you're the founder of Gold Black Investments. Um, correct. Right. So, first and foremost, welcome to the show. Um, we got a lot to talk about. Um, but first and foremost, if you could kind of give an introduction
2: and in, uh, of who you are, sure, sure. So, and and Gwenya is my name. <clears throat> uh, I was born in southern Africa. My parents, my father is Southern African. Everybody on my father's side is from South Africa, Zimbabwe, et cetera. My mother, she's from Guyana, South America. You know, so two different sides of the world. Um, and, you know, I was born, I was born on the continent, you know, came to the States, did my education. Um, I'm one of seven kids. So I'm number five. So Five straight boys, two girls, um, and you know, like any other family, like it's you know got a lot of schisms, got a lot of got a lot of love, got a lot of wild things. But we are truly products of who we are, and it's not until like I started to get to this age that I realized that our parents didn't have it all together, and they probably still don't. So it's like I'm extending so much grace to to my parents. Right. So my father's deceased. Uh, my mother's still alive, kicking, pushing. And, you know, currently, you know, I am in the real estate development world. Uh, but I tell people my passion is always going to be entrepreneurship and, and not even for the reason that I want to be flexing and I want to be rich or whatever it may be. I just feel like I have a, a commodity, a product, something to give to the world that if I don't do it that so many people will will lose out on it so I've just been I've had this entrepreneurial bug since I mean raking leaves as a 10 year old like I was hustling cutting grass I was cutting I had like 25 people in the summer that I'll be cutting the grass raking their leaves put plowing their snow doing what I had to do and um, it's, and it's just, it's just the love for the hustle, man. So, you know, that, that that's a little bit about me. Um, I, I'm happy to share anything more. Um, high school here, went to University of Maryland, uh, currently pursuing my MBA. Like I'm just trying to, we all know that there are a few things that, that you, that can't be taken away from you. Number one is your legacy. Number two are the books that you read, the education that you get, whether that, whether it's in a school, outside of a school. And also the love that you just have for humanity—that just can't be taken away from you. And that's, you know, I'm always just pouring into other people and pouring into myself because yourself is the is the biggest and greatest investment you can ever make. At least that's what I think. I could be wrong, but I I would love to hear what y'all think.
1: You ain't, you ain't, you're, you're, you're not off at all. So you know, us being the extraordinary investment group, Mm -hmm. um, the the premise is your your most the most important investment is you right? Mm-hmm. Because you're the vessel that is the, you're the vessel that's going to grow. You're the vessel that's going to yeah. make, the vessel that's going to network. You're the vessel that's going to do that. And if we're not watering our, our mm. watering our roots, you know what I mean? Then, and that's with investing and investing in yourself ain't a dollar. It's education, right?
2: It's Absolutely.
1: Foundation. Um and, and with that investment, when you invest into yourself, you grow exponentially, and then that allows you to help others grow exponentially so yeah i'm I'm a thousand percent with you in regards to the your your biggest investment that you will ever make is it, it, not a is not a monetary investment you know
2: oh, yeah. it's an investment itself, yeah, yeah, no, i agree hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I, I love the analogies that are happening right now. Cause and you don't even know a case. Um, you talk about water and roots, and that's how I connected with this brother online during the pandemic. Uh, connected over plants and kicks of all things, right? <laughs> yeah. um, I became a plant dad, I guess, during the pandemic a little bit. And uh, shout out to Shy, um from episode sixteen if you haven't watched that. What well, um, up, Sha? That was a, that was a dope episode we had with her. Um, but she had posted you. On her stories, mm-hmm. you know, shout out to the homie doing his thing and uh in the plant world and whatnot,
2: and yeah. uh you
0: know, fresh kicks with this dope background. And I was like, Yeah, just like homie, homie fly, you know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. like, uh, checked out your page, and then you just kept coming up and you you happened to go on live and uh you know we we connected um virtually. Yeah. So, um, yeah. that just blossomed into a dope relationship, met face to face several times. Shout out yeah. to mom Dukes.
2: Who yeah. I put that battery in
0: your back when it came to entrepreneurship and um, the 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 love for plants? So, kind of kind of take us back to that and and how she kind of developed that entrepreneur in, in you? Because yeah, it's yeah. an amazing space out there
2: in Maryland, bro. Yeah, man. So that's a good question. You know, my both of my parents grew up on farms, right? So I tell people all the time I didn't grow up rich. I also didn't grow up poor right and and maybe I don't think I was poor because I had food every night, and you know the the lights were on every night, and the water was on so um but I have uncles, grandparents, et etc, who are proper farmers, and you know anything from like watermelons to sugarcane to maize, like my family has grown um so you know even in in our house when we were in Zambia it was literally like a solarium, like hundreds of plants. And my mother's favorite plant is an African violet, which is actually a particularly hard plant to to keep alive. And, you know, I used to just see her doing her thing. And I never really, I, I was always the one that was tasked with like watering the plants. And I would just, Follow the instructions. Right, it was a, you know as a kid, it's a chore. You're not trying to do that. You're like this is a bull. I'm not trying to do that. But you just after 15 years of doing it, you get real good at it, right? Yeah. Um, and then during the pandemic, I remember um, at the top of the pandemic, I remember I was like, "Yo, how do I purify my home?" Right, and you know, I grabbed the plant from my mom, and I instantly started seeing like my my sinuses started to clear up. Then I you know then I bought something from Costco I found like black florists I found black bl- bl- anything anything that was black with plants, I was finding it, and I was just buying and then I started propagating and I remember I turned around I was like, damn, there's like sixty plants in here um and then I remember i posted i started just i just started posting about it, not trying to get any traction um and then it was like, uh, what was it?" WUSA w- Channel Nine, um, as you would say. Shout out to to Meg, the woman. Uh, Meg hit me up, and she did a she did a whole interview, like a two, three, four minute uh, segment. And it was just a it was just really dope to see something that I just was having a good time with was resonating with so many people, and it was really therapeutic. So a lot of brothers, and by brothers I mean black men, reached out to me because they were like you don't strike me as what I would think a plant dad would be. You're into Jays, you know, you, you're working out, uh, you're fly. Cause I would, I would be like propagating my plants on live and like my Jordans or whatever it may be. And like, I wasn't wearing like a lumberjack suit. My, you know, I wasn't all dirty and all that kind of stuff, but I was just truly being who I am, um, which is just authentic. It was just the authentic person. And that's when I really tried to, that's when I started to realize that authenticity, Really wins until like, I take you back to like what we were talking about. You know, for some of my first gigs were really cutting grass and shoveling snow, but being the best at it so that I could make sure that I get a repeat customer. Cause we all know we got those knucklehead, knucklehood teenagers. You give them $25, $30, they still get ice laying down. You know, I would probably put down salt, making sure oh, that, you oh, know, yeah. old people ain't busting bustin their butts. Um, and, you know, like the, I remember the very first business that I, You know, had an LLC under was an event management space. Um, You know, I was doing banquets, I was doing fashion shows. I did, I did University of Maryland's fashion show, homecoming fashion show, but it was a hair show. You've never seen, uh, maybe you've seen a hair show, but like I had hairstylists, makeup artists. Uh, I did it at Georgetown University. So for like three or four years, I was the guy that was running a lot of the. I, not the parties per se, but I was the guy running the shows leading up to the to to, to homecoming weekend. So, you know, and everything that I did, my mother supported me. And I'll tell you all this: I've never told anybody this story, but I remember that Georgetown fashion show. Somehow, I didn't budget correctly, and I was I was short like four hundred dollars for the vendor fees. Like after everybody was gone, and I remember I called my mom. I was like, "Yo, I'm in a tight space." um and she was like here you go but this is before luckily this is you know she and i have the same uh bank so she was able to like transfer the money real quick and i was able to go to the atm and then pay somebody so i didn't get my head bus so this, this is dc in what 2006
1: 2007 you was gonna get got <laughs> <laughs>
2: We wouldn't have had this interview today. You'd have been on the Washington Post. Yeah.
0: I Did Cameron yeah, get got yeah. on that time down there with Howard? Yeah, that was, that was before that. But yeah. yeah. I was,
2: that, that was while we were, we were, that was like between 2000 and 2004. That, mm-hmm. you know, and that remember, remember a Little Flip. Y'all Y'all probably don't remember the Little Flip. He got us. stole got his changed changed us. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I got on the DMV right now. Yeah.
2: So, so that, those those are good times, man. But so, yeah. So to answer your question, the entrepreneurial bug is. Always been there because my mother is a caterer. She she's a baker. She plants, um, but she's also a professional, mm. and she never shied away from her skills. And a lot of people think that you a sucker if you have a nine to five. Like nah, like I literally treat my like my boy said this to me last year, and I've told everybody this. Now I treat my nine to five as a bank. It funds everything else that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like. Like I'm passionate about, I'm passionate about my entrepreneurial life, um, but I'm not necessarily looking for passion in my nine to five because it's a bank, it's a system for me to get to where I want to be. It's a system for me to live the lifestyle that I want, and it's a system for me to travel so that I can help my family. It's, it's really it. I remember all back in the day when we were 15, 20. Oh, I want to be a doctor so I can save somebody's life. Like, all right, cool, that's fine. You can still do that, but like. What happens if, you you know, you lose your license? Like, you, you got to have other skills, right? And we, I was just having this conversation with um, my lady today about this woman that I know that went to mid-school, passed, didn't couldn't complete her boards. And I think after, like, two or three times, if you don't pass your boards, you just, like, essentially can't do it anymore. Yeah. Then she went to law school. Oh. And luckily, I mean, good for her, she was able to you know, get her, you know, pat what is it called? Uh the bars pass the bar. Yeah. But it's like you invest four years, you know, no one thinks about going to med school and then not passing your boards. You know, you can you can fail out of med school, but like not completing med school, then like it's just like you always gotta learn how to pivot, man. Like you just never know what this world's gonna bring you, bro. So so I say all that to say like I always have a couple of things cooking so that I can keep myself afloat. Yeah, just doing research and trying to figure out what we were going to focus
0: on and talk about here wasn't easy. Like, case was like, "Yeah, so what does homie do?" <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you got so many different buckets that yeah. you went into. Um, yeah. But again, the main thing is your 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 passion for humanity is obvious. Um, yeah. And you know, you point to yourself like you that, that personal development and and you showing up as the best version of yourself at all times. Yeah. Um, it's definitely something I can say that's been consistent over the last few years. I've known you, so salute man. Yeah, name. definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely.
1: I wanna I want to touch on to, to some real quick. You talked about the entrepreneurial spirit sure. as a person and how that kind of mm-hmm. and then how how you use that entrepreneurial spirit. You your job is the the, the way to fund your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Right. Can you talk a little bit more in depth about using your job, using the benefits of your job to benefit, um, you know, what you want to do outside of those, those business, that business.
0: Sure.
2: Sure. So, you know, so I'll give you, I'll give you a snapshot of like the last 10 years. Right. Um, So let's say 2014 to now 2014, I was a campaign manager for, citywide election in DC, right? You know, DC now has, I think they're saying a million people, 900,000 people, however many. So running a citywide election 10 years ago, like, you know, it, it gave me the ability to manage hundreds of people at one time, you know, manage hundreds of thousands of dollars at one time. And then I transitioned, you know, he lost, right? We lost that election. Then I transitioned into uh, Homeland Security. Um, Then I transitioned into the same individual, the the guy whose campaign I ran. He ended up winning the second go around. And then I became his chief of staff, right? So I was his first employee. Um, And then after that, I'm now in real estate development. But everything about those four jobs was relationship building because the people that I met 10 years ago are my clients now with my plants, with my travel things, with whatever it is that I'm doing because I was a stand-up dude 10 years ago, and they knew that the customer service, the, the rapport that we built, everything is about being authentic. And so I use the same skills professionally and I just put them into my business. Right. So a lot of times, if you are trying to raise money, if you're trying to crowdsource, if you're trying to crowdfund, you know, a lot of times we see things like Kickstarters or GoFundMes or whatever it may be, and we just pass it by. But I agree to this podcast because Nate has poured into me. He and I have had a rapport. If Nate was some random person that just messaged me on IG like, yo, will you want to come on my podcast? I'd be like, I'm good. No. Because there's no, and it's not even transactional, but it's just like there's no reciprocity. So, So for me, it's like it doesn't always have to be a financial contribution. Sometimes it's just like love, right? Sometimes it's just like respect, mutual respect. And that's what I learned along the way. So the same guy ten years ago I ran his campaign, he was also my boss, you know what I mean? But prior to that, he and I ran a blog together. So we we like were literally in the trenches together from like zero dollars to doing, you know, I don't want to say running DC, but you know, we were in a good space where he is now, you know, one of the council members of, of Washington, DC and your purview is just completely different. So even the even the content I was consuming, the content I was putting out was was very different based on based on the jobs that I have. So like now, I'm no longer in the government, so I'm a little bit more free to say what I want. But I'm still gonna I'm still gonna be meticulous because it's really hard to ask people to invest into your business financially if you're not putting any of if they're not seeing you put any of your your own money into it either. You know what I mean? Because if y'all had asked me. Oh, come on my podcast, but can you can you can you can you pay for the airtime? Can you can you book the studio time? People people won't take you seriously. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's like a lot of times I tell I tell you know people around me like you know, mm-hmm. if something happened to you at that job. That chair's gonna be warm before they put you in the prime. <laughs> oh yeah, you know what I mean, so it's like you know, and then also if you if you're working a nine to five a corporate job and you work your ass off they're going to give you opw they're going to give you other people's work because they know your workout mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. like how do as as lemmings as as the worker bees you know the corporations are supposed to play you because they making millions off of your pennies that they that they mm-hmm. pay you so it's how do you mm-hmm. how do you reverse engineer that and make it work for you right like your, your job gives you tuition reimbursement you take advantage mm-hmm. of um your job gives you free therapy sessions, you take advantage of it. Whatever, whatever. And I tell people this all the time. Well, I don't use my benefits at work. I'll be going to the doctor, I'll feel sick. You pay for those things. Mm-hmm. They'll come out of your pocket every two weeks, every mm-hmm. time you get paid. So what you not, what are you not using these benefits for to further yourself where you're not mm-hmm. a, you're not a an employee number, right? That your, mm-hmm. your employee number is, is funding your lifestyle. And then, mm-hmm. you know, smart decisions on the back end where you work 10 years, if you work 10 years straight, mm-hmm. you know, you've saved up some 401k, you've saved up some, some savings, you've done, you know, you and learned a few things and, and you should be dangerous.
2: Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And we, we know a lot of people are tied to that thing that's below their, their name on a business card. There, mm-hmm. A lot of people are, are tied to their job title. You know what I mean? So, and I say this, not tongue in cheek, but just as a, as a real life example, I was chief of staff for five years and I probably talk more about it now than when I was actually chief of staff, because people would say, Oh, this is chief of staff. He's, he's the chief of staff to, you know, this council member. And I would always say, but I, my, I'm, I'm talking for first, right. you know, like I bust my butt first. Right. And, um, and a lot of people are just so confused when you, you know, people people look at your job title, in my opinion, based on how much respect that they should give you. So Casey, Casey is the CEO of Apple. We're going to give him this much respect. Nate is the the head janitor at X, Y, or Z. Uh, he all right. But we just don't know what's happening, man. And like it to me that it, it always goes back to like what kind of person are these uh, are, are you dealing with? Because Casey could be the CEO of Apple, but be an absolute trash individual, you know, and is that who we really want to be be fooling with? But but I digress. I digress. Mm-hmm. That's that's in that's at the beginning though.
0: Like yeah. that title supersedes who you are as a person until we find out who you are as a person. Um mm-hmm. I've learned so much in the military. We talk about rank and mm-hmm. ranking systems. I learned so much from being um, the general's driver of a hospital back back when I was in, in Fort Lewis, I was just a, a specialist and he was like the head of the, the entire hospital. Um, but he was so cool and down to earth. Like prior to meeting him, I always looked at these ranks as, Oh, I gotta be a certain, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, like they human, they bleed just like I bleed. And he, he kind of relaxed me the first day, mind you, this, this, you know, older 50 year old white dude was like, Hey, which you know, Specials Bennett, what's your name? I was like, Nate. Um, uh, he was like, Oh, like Nate dog. I was like, man, I'm a teenager. I'm like, what you even know about Nate dog. Right. <laughs> he was like, all right, you know, you know, like maintain your military decorum. We out and about but in the office, you know, you can call me Nate dog. Can you handle that? I was like, yeah. And this was day one, like first meeting I was like, all right, cool. Like, and just having that mutual respect mm-hmm. with him. But um back to That's something okay. we were talking about, mm-hmm. I don't think and, and I talk about the military a lot because I served six years in the army, but the the army is a business before mm. anything. So they're gonna mm. get everything they can out of you, but I don't think people do the due diligence and understand that they can get a lot out of like, we always hear and talk about you know military benefits and all that, but mm-hmm. a lot of the benefits they they're not just gonna willingly give you in your hand. You got to do your due diligence and your research, yeah. And, use, and find these things. So the same way that they beaten on you as an employee, yeah, you do the same thing. And from even before that, I don't think pe- a lot of people. They, we go to work to, to pay our bills, right? Mm-hmm. There is value beyond just that paycheck in every single position that you sit in, whether it's definitely an employee at McDonald's to. Being a president of the United States, everything yeah. in between, there's valuable nuggets that you can learn from those experiences that'll help you. From when you were cutting grass and when you were yeah. you know, in campaigns, like all that, being that stand-up dude. And that's why, I mean, you and I have this rapport, but that's why EIG is where it's at now because we've been stand-up dudes. And when we started launching this, every single person I, we we asked something for. Hey, we're throwing this event. Can you DJ yeah. for us? Hey, we need a photographer for this. Hey, we, you know, um, you know, we 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 need uh to print out flyers. You know, you yeah. know, you can do it. I can do it. What you mean? Like we mm-hmm. fair? Yeah. So that our reputation has preceded us and and allowed us to do some amazing things. But that's that's because you know not to see our own horn. That's because we we just regular guys that that want to 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 quote shot from last episode be world changes. You know? Yeah.
2: And it goes back to uh, like being it's relationships, man. And if you guys didn't, if you guys weren't stand up folks, and you weren't nurturing those relationships that you had with all of these people, because you never know who's who can do what. You Mm -hmm. know, like right now, I'm looking for somebody who can do 3D printing. Right, Um, I have a pretty big job. um, Before I go and do like an RFP or like you know do some Google search, and I'm trying to crowdsource. Like I always look for people within my circle to do things so if like you may know somebody so i'll put it i'll always put something on social media i was looking for a grant writer i'm looking for a black woman grant writer i found one right so instead of me searching on google and doing something cold i'd rather casey say oh i know this person that does x y and z like that's just how like i'm all about expanding resources like that definitely
0: definitely but it, but it's never even been tit for tat though. Like we genuinely exactly. built a dope relationship off of mm-hmm. plants and, and and then finding out we're we oh, yeah. you know uh, got mutual uh, friends and associates in in mm-hmm. you know, circles. But it was never a oh okay this dude I don't even know half that stuff you just talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, saying that's mm-hmm. prior to me knowing you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, it 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 makes sense though. Knowing, yeah. knowing like getting to know you over the last few years, and knowing who you are, it makes sense. So um. So let's let's talk about this, man. Let's talk about Gold Black. Okay. <laughs> you know, okay. There, this been your baby. Um, this is the the, the raw Shea Butter. You, yeah. You know, that, I, that I I came up on. Yeah. Uh, but I know Gold Black was in 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 different spaces in the in the yeah. fashion space. I know uh, that expanded to Tokyo Fest, uh, doing events. Um, you know, exposing the the continent in, in in a in an amazing light and yeah bringing some of those resources
2: here to the states and yeah right.
0: so so talk about gold black man this is this sp- is
2: spend, sp- spend that around I'm trying to see if you have the OG bottle oh yeah, I, have no, OG, I have both yeah. I have both I got the okay. OG joint, you
0: know okay, I, okay. You, know, you have the OG awesome day I had the OG yeah. bottle and I got the new joint
2: but yeah, but yeah. so gold black gold black started literally in the in the pandemic like that's actually how i was you know selling the plants uh slanging plants is what i used to say right you know uh plant daddy whatever you want to call it um it was a whole different logo but as i was telling y'all earlier um my pivot game is strong right Mm -hmm. so i realized that for me to expand or for gold black to everybody wanted to buy from me they wanted to buy my plants. so that means not like i could ship plants but if somebody ordered 50 plants if 50 people ordered 50 plants i can't be at 50 places at one time nor did i want like 50 people in my space at one time so i started to think through how can i use the same clientele and give them something different so at that time you know i went back I was traveling to Zambia and South Africa a ton between 2020 and 2022. Um, And then I realized like everybody, black folks love African products. White folks love African products. The world loves African products. So so I, I remember I was in Ghana and I literally tried raw shea butter, not that yellow stuff in that plastic can that you get from the beauty store for $5, not that. Like the joint literally cut off the trees. I've seen it. I, I I went to the, to the farms. I saw women and I started to realize that they were being exploited. Right. So a lot of these companies exploit farmers because they get, they pay them pennies on the dollar. So I created a relationship with a, a black owned farm where I literally saw how it was made. And, and then I got it bottled. I, I got it from Ghana bottled it in Zambia and I really started shipping it to the States. Um, and I think we sold, I can't remember the exact amount, but we sold out of all of our product, like in four months, five months. Um, and as I was doing that, we did kimonos, uh, African inspired kimonos that were unisex. Uh, we also did travel bags and, um, but you know things were slow because supply chain and then trying to ship from the continent to the US is is tough if you don't have you know an import export pipeline or something that's really that's really big. Um, so I started doing a lot of travel in southern Africa and I realized that there was a gap. you know if if I ask you to or if I if I was walking down the street and I asked people to name five African countries, it would normally be Nigeria, Ghana, and y'all tell me if I'm right or wrong, Nigeria, Ghana, uh, South Africa, Egypt, and maybe a little Nigeria. razzle-dazzle, Kenya, Nigeria. what'd you say? Nigeria? Or Nigeria? Yeah, Nigeria. right? Yeah. So it's like, so everyone knows South Africa because South Africa is very developed. It's like a little Europe, right? But I realized that there was a gap because black people white people whoever from the west Americans don't necessarily go to africa they prefer to go to the caribbean they prefer to go to to south of france but tanzania has some of the best beaches in the world seychelles beaches are like epic you know but a lot of it was was an education gap because we're still the continent is still looked at as a dark continent right so, so I started speaking to people and I realized that Goldblatt could really, sh- like our tagline is sharing Africa's treasures with the world. Um, and while I would while I was on travel, I would be posting from South Africa, from Ghana, from Zambia, from Zimbabwe, from Tanzania, uh, from Ethiopia. And people were like, yo, are you in Europe? Are you in Asia? And I'm like, nah. Because at first I would just post in my mind, like, because I've been doing these things my whole life, it was second nature. But I realized, like, the power of, at that time, it was Instagram and Facebook. It really started to connect the world. And, like, people started saying, yo, the next time you go, let me come with you. And so many people had have, have come with me on trips or, or visited me while I was out there that I just decided to work with the the national governments of Zambia and South Africa specifically now we're engaging with Zimbabwe to bring people to the continent um and that's that was a blast you know so to answer your question like the evolution from plants to people like that's Mm. that's been the business right um the concept isn't the same we're giving a service we're giving customer service We're we're giving a product but it's changed from something physical to something experiential. Like you, I, you can't, I can't ever take that away from you that you put your feet on the African soil, African continent, your plant can die, but your memories will be there, you know, for as long as your brain is functioning. So it's now like experiential things. Like it's, I'm, I'm hitting, I'm hitting senses that, are different. Like I'm not necessarily trying to sell you a Gucci belt, a Versace watch. Like I'm selling you like, like gold plated memories, platinum, platinum plate, platinum, platinum painted memories. So like that's 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 what we're offering now. We're talking about, um,
1: you know, the the talk about the continent of Africa and mm-hmm. uh, the different, you know, different things that you put on, and and Nate mentioned. Intocu
2: Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell the people about Intocu Fest. So, Intocu Fest is, is an event. It <clears throat> really started uh, around the same time when I was telling you guys 2015. Um, with that, when you know we we lost that election, it was an event where you know we had potential judges, people from people from different walks of life. It was a space where people could truly connect, right, in an authentic way. Because we all go to networking events, and it's like, oh, my God, like, I don't want to talk to Nate. He looks important. I don't want to talk to Casey. Uh, He doesn't look like he wants to talk to me. Like, I created this space where everybody knew, like, you were there to have a good time, and we didn't care what you did. We We just partied. And it was literally... I think it had to be 60, 70 people, black tuxes, all the women wearing ball gowns. And we all know like our people love a love a dress up situation. So it was it was it was a Tuesday. And remember that song, the club going, Up? <laughs> it was that it was that era, right? Yeah. So, so I remember folks were like, I think it was a couple of days before Christmas, and people were like, yo, this one is gonna flop. And I was like, if it flops, it flops. Huh. But it was I think it was the 23rd, so the day before uh Christmas Eve and my house was packed. DJ experience, we had food, catered food was catered. We had coat coat men, coat women hanging up everything. So like we just created this thing and like every year since um I did something similar and I started shifting it uh around around to my birthday. Uh but one of my boys, one of my fraternity brothers was like, "Yo, you should call your joint on TokoFest because my birthday is in October. So we all know Oktoberfest. Um, And he was like, because every time you do something, it's really like a a melding or an amalgamation of of things. So I took it over to the continent in 2021. Um, I had members of the presidential, the Zambian presidential cabinet at my event. I had some of the dopest, biggest uh, social media influencers, and then fast forwarded to 2023 now we now not only has it come from Washington DC it's now it's now it was in Zambia 2021 2022 we were a little quiet but 2023 we were Zambia and Zimbabwe we got a partnership with the government we got partnerships with the local governments we had the deputy US ambassador pop up to my event so it's like people started to see the credence, right? We had a full page article in the national newspaper. I was on like uh, a late night talk show. So think of like Jay Leno, right? The Jay Leno show, but but in Zambia. So I was able to do some really dope things um, by bringing people to the continent instead of, because everybody knows the continent, everyone takes from the continent and gives to Europe, gives to the States. It's like, now I'm trying to bring all those resources Back. resources back um and people have people have loved it man people have really really loved it and because again it's clean it's authentic you know it's not a turn up it's an experience and what what Tokofest is not on the continent i'm not i'm we're not taking you to show you this is where black people were treated as slaves this is where black people were beaten up like we're showing you the beauty that the continent really is. Like, I'm not taking you to the hoods because I don't go to the hoods in my own neighborhoods when I live in the States, right? So it's, you're really getting an experience of like the things me and my family would do. Um, And people have like a blast, Um, you know, we so this year, the the vice president of the United States, she was in Zambia, I, I hung out with her team and they I was able to share some of the things like, that I would do, right? Because normally when you are traveling with people at that level, you have this strict itinerary. So, you know, it's just like it's just like me going to North Carolina, Casey, and doing something that that I'm not gonna see in, in TripAdvisor. Like you're gonna show me a part of North Carolina, a part of Raleigh that that the internet won't won't know, you know. I mean, maybe TikTok can, can show you a little bit, but you live there, so you know the ins and outs, right? Yeah. So it's like when people come to DC, you know, they what do they what do they go to? They probably go, you know, black folks love to go to park, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's oh. just like you you. So I, it's everything is about an authentic feel, and because I tell people all the time, anytime you you see things that I post on social media. I have done it with my own dollars or with my own my own sweat like I'm not like renting a Lambo to show you all oh, this the life I'm living and then like putting it away or posting, you know, posting something that doesn't belong to me. That's just not my life, man. I'm not I don't do it for the likes, honestly. Honestly. Um, yeah, that's not sustainable either though.
0: You know, <laughs> it's, it's not Like that authenticity you keep talking about, um that's sustainable. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you can you can put on that front for you know a few months but then when you have that connection and it's dope because we we connected over the internet but the mm-hmm. connection became even deeper when we met face to face it was like nah dude is really about what he's talking about you looked exactly. at me it was like nah nate's really about this life that he you know he talks about he perceives in this eig yeah. movement that we're trying to build it's, it's it's real you know what i'm saying yeah. we're, not we're not doing this for like we are not doing this for like it's it's real love for humanity and our people that's that's yeah. tied to what both of us are doing. Yeah. So I love it. I love
2: it. Yeah. And and Nate, I mean, and, and and if and if you allow me to speak freely, like you and I have exchanged a couple thousand dollars in, in business, right? Like off like, all right, like if he does me dirty, he yeah. does me dirty. Yeah. But like it it just never happened because yeah. and I and I always tell people we're so I used to I used to be the biggest supporter of our people, and by our people I mean entrepreneurs. Like, even if you had a trash product, I would buy it. But now I'm not going to buy it because it's like, I don't want my house to be filled with things that are not good. So I'd rather just donate or tell you how to improve it. But like, we have to give grace to a lot of our people, but we also have to be, we also have to push our people to do better to than the beater. bare minimum. Yes, yes. You know, you can't just do the bare minimum saying, I'm spraying something on a on a T-shirt and saying it's art. Can you can you give me fifty dollars? Like nah, like it still says Hanes on the back, you know. It still says whatever. Like give me a tag, give me a story, like give me something, man. Give me something. But but yeah, you
0: you you were talking about some of the risks that you're taking, having belief. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people telling you nah, this trend's gonna flop. Like we have conversations within the group, like. You know, and it's good to have twelve minds coming together, you know, everyone giving their feedback, mm-hmm. uh, but that overarching theme of just belief and knowing like, nah, we're gonna do this. Like we believe in what we're doing, believe in the product. forget mm-hmm. if 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 the community is really gonna embrace it, we know that what we're doing is authentic and it's, it's mm-hmm. in the in the right space. Um, Absolutely. And then you also talked about you know backing it financially. That's, that's the that's the let's let's get into it, bro. <laughs> let's get into it. Bruh, right. business, business runs on that funding sometimes. Talk about some of the ways you've been able to fund these, pro- these, these projects. Um, because these are not small tasks. You talked about crowdfunding earlier for your for the campaign, but when it comes to business, like how how are you getting a lot of these
2: off the ground if you could if you could be transparent with that? You know what, Nate, and like if if whoever's gonna listen to this or looks at this, this is what I wish more business entrepreneurial podcasts would talk about. Everybody talks about how they're successful, you know. You look at the earn your leisure guys, and I love that that podcast, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like no one talks about the sweat. No one so to, so for example, um to get Tokafest off the ground. Um, and by off the ground, it means I had to get to the continent. I had to stay in the hotels that I'm recommending. I had to use the transportation that's being requested. I had to eat at the places. I had to do all of the activities. I had to like all of these things, right? Um, so from 2020 to to last year, I, me personally, uh, twenty twenty to twenty early twenty twenty two um forty five thousand dollars right cash um and i'm i don't know if that's a lot of money or that's a little bit of money but it's it, it's it's a sizable amount of money right um, and and i didn't see any positivity literally until this year right because twenty twenty So in 2022, we brought in probably a little bit close to that. So like we were barely breaking even, but that's over two years. Remember we didn't do it in 2022. And I still have a staff that I'm paying. And a lot of people don't talk about that because the Tokafest would be nothing without my team. Like my team is everything, like, I, for a long time, and Nate, you may or may not know this, for a long time, I was trying to, like, step step into the background and just be, like, the, the operations person because mm-hmm. this is not my strength, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I'm learning it. But it's, you know, 45 stacks off top. Um, and then, you know, I'm now in the place where, you know, I can do sponsorships, right? So now that I have the the Zambian government, parts of the Zambian government supporting me, you know, a lot of companies are still like, well, you know, a big company won't give you money until another big company gives you money, but you got to get the big company to give you money. First. Only take one. Yeah. So a lot of things now are like, you know, they're, they're, they're giving, th- they're giving us things uh, at cost, right? What is it called? Like an in-kind. So, you know, a lot of hotels will give us free rooms air, air, uh airlines will give us Tickets, uh, which which is which is which is beneficial, uh, but twenty twenty four next year we're looking to kick down the door because, you know, with all of the sponsorships and the packages that we have, um, and trying to identify like how to write a deck. I have a lot of friends who are consultants who work in the in the money raising game. You know, uh, luckily I haven't had to pay them with finances but it's like really investing phone time quality time i don't know how, i don't know how you calculate human capital mm-hmm. but the amount of hours that i spend thinking about amtokovest and gold black investment is it, it takes it takes up all of my mental space mm-hmm. right um and luckily my my 9 to 5 work doesn't suffer but the, my team my team can only be as excited as I am, but I can't expect them to see all of the blind spots that I see because I'm thinking about them Tokafest all day long. You guys are thinking about your podcast and about your investment group all day long. Um so to answer your question, at least 45 stacks. If I were to go back and like comb through the numbers, it's probably like from 20 at from 2020 to now. If I, I w- it's probably close to like 80, 90. Um, but luckily that's with like overhead costs, uh, taxes, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and it's an operation, right. And, you know, everybody, so many people on social media are saying that they're entrepreneurs that they're, you know, six figures, seven figures. And I'm just like, the numbers don't, don't say that.
1: Sounds good. <laughs> right, right. That, that, like
2: the statistics from the census bureau, from the IRS, from whoever is tracking This, it just doesn't add up. Like you can't, you you just can't be because they're only, but so many millionaires and we all know there's a smaller percentage of them that are people that look like me and you. So everybody on social media with a blue tick can't be a millionaire. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if they are, maybe they're hustling and good for them, right? But I do all my stuff above board. Um, I'm the only person with my first and last name in the world. Like I've never met anybody with my first name there are a ton of people with my last name, but two of them together. I don't want my blackface on on a, on a mugshot. I don't want to be on uh, Shade Room. I don't want to be on any of those. You know, any of those podcasts saying this dude was a fraud. Like, was nah. a <laughs> And
1: that's and that's um, real.
2: That's real. Yeah, like I I I don't I don't do things for the clout, you know. Um, and 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 I think a lot of us get. You know, and and I was telling somebody this the other day. Many of us don't have friends to say, "Hey, bro, maybe you should hang it up. Like, mm-hmm. maybe you shouldn't be trying to be a rapper at sixty-five, right?" <laughs> um, but like for me, um Tokofest is really filling, filling a gap, feeding a gap. Both both words because it's like there there's never going to be the whole world that sees Southern Africa. There's never going to be like enough people there there's there's so much space there's so much space there's so much land and we're working on collaborations with i can't even speak about them right now but some of the big african based companies that you're hearing that are doing festivals etc like we're partnering up with them in 2025 2026 so we're 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 forecasting we're, we're pushing ahead but we just need to make sure that we have our base and that we understand our clientele right now like we're still Trying to understand our clientele um, because they're different; they're very different. And uh, that, I was gonna—that was one of the
1: questions that I was gonna kind of lead into—is like clientele. Who, who is mm-hmm. the client? Who is your, who is your prime clientele? Who is your key clientele for both of your businesses? For for Gold Black,
2: for Mtoku Fest. So, it's so interesting um, for the Shea Butter when I was when we had the Shea Butter and our accessories, it was primarily women um, 21 years old to about, I would say 55. That, that was that was my base. That was my base um, because those women would have mothers, fathers, sisters, aunties, nephews, kids who needed or who could benefit from shea butter. A lot of men don't think that they should be taking care of their skin for whatever reason. Um, Same thing with the kimonos. Women, again, women are by far, in my opinion, at least from my businesses that I've ever run, have been the largest contributors, largest proponents, are the reasons that my business has survived. Like, I had a couple of clients that would buy 20 shea butters at one time. 50, because they're like, oh, these are good Christmas gifts, so let me buy them in advance. Um, For Antoka Fest, it's a little bit different. Um, I would say it's, again, women uh, who are 20, at least 28, 29 to about mid-70s. And these are women primarily, again. So now now we're getting more men this year, but these are women men. Who are high income earners, and by high I mean 95 grand plus. And people may say in the comments that's not high, but the average household income is what 45000 dollars in the state. So they're making at least twice the amount. Um, and this is these are single individuals. So usually single men, single women 27, 28 to about 70, 75. Um, number one, they have the finances to drop and, you know, drop several thousand dollars. Um, if I can say the price, so it's like, so this year, the next year, the price is $7,500. So they have disposable income. They have leave that they can take 10 days off of work, or they have some sort of work from home scenario. Um, so yeah, so these are people who may or may not need a year to plan out a trip but they know they have the flexibility and the finances and the desire. You have to have the desire, right? Because we all know there are tons of people who have bread, but you have to have a passport to leave the country. You have to not be maybe afraid of flying to leave, to leave the country. Like I know a lot of people who have never left DC. Well, maybe not DC who have never left Maryland. Um, Yeah. Not like Maryland. I know a guy that's never been to DC. Like dog, I was in footlocker. And this dude, you know what? Maybe he did go to DC, but he had never been to Ocean City. He had never been to Sandy Point. He had never been to Miami. He had never been. He said he had never been to a beach. And I'm like, dog, they got beaches in Maryland. I say all that to say, like, there there's opportunity. So my my clientele has always been women, uh, but I want to see more men traveling either by themselves or with their partners. Um, I don't wanna say that I'm not looking for a certain type of clientele, but like, you know, there's that group of, what do they call themselves, the passport bros. That's not what my trip is about. Yeah,
0: um, that's not
2: what my trip is about. So
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, passport Bros can't go to Mtoku Fest, man. <laughs> keep, y'all, keep, keep y'all asses in the states, bro. Keep <laughs> y'all asses in the states, bro. Ain't no, ain't no passport Bros at Mtoku Fest.
0: Man. Everything yeah. ain't for everybody, man. So right,
1: man. y'all, y'all go to Moka Fest. Y'all don't go to Mtoku Fest. Y'all, y'all, hey, y'all, go to, y'all do
0: that. It's
1: a
2: difference.
1: Hey, but but you know. Winding up and, and 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 winding down, man. Um, what information? What tools? Because you you are a, a, what I what I call a serial entrepreneur, uh-huh. right? Um, and many like we talked about hustle. You know, and uh-huh. hustlers are serial entrepreneurs. You uh-huh. know, like what advice other than you know do your work on the up and up, so Uncle Sam don't mess with you, and then you know the 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 folks won't try to put you in the bank. Um, what advice <laughs> do you have for young aspiring entrepreneurs to uh, a get started get motivated um, stay motivated like what would your 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 information be or your your advice be
2: yeah um, pick something that you're good at pick something that you enjoy doing and perfect it be the best at it It sounds so simple, but I know that Nate. Nate can start a Nate, Nate Fest tomorrow and follow my blueprint, but it won't be the same. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's because he hasn't put in the work. Even if so, even if Nate is behind me by 10 years or he has more than 10 years, it's just going to be different. So it, you really have to figure out like what you're good at, enjoy doing that. And like, and are you serving a purpose? Right. Or are you serving yourself? Because a lot of people try to get into business when they're broke. And mm. that's when you end up tripping over yourself. You get into business because you don't have anything else. So if, you, if you're hungry and you're broke while you're doing it, you got to be so honest. Because as, as Casey said, like, Uncle Sam and whoever going to be looking for you. Because the moment you start flashing a couple of dollars, like, everybody's looking at you. So the, the advice is really to just perfect your craft. Um, and that really just takes time. And and just like we were talking about earlier, you have to feed your brain, feed your heart. And it's about reading. So many of us don't read. Like I learned about UmTokafest, or I perfected UmTokafest because I was reading the reports from the Zambian tourism company. I mean, the Zambian tourism ministry, the South African ministry. I'm reading things about airlines. I'm reading, I'm looking at social media and I'm seeing, What people are posting about Zambia and South Africa, and I'm like, that's not even true, you know? Um, It's not accurate. So it's like debunking a lot of myths. So if you're able to show people the truth as to whatever your your you you are perfecting, that's what they want to see. Like people are always consistently learning from something on social media. So find out what you like to do, and then just be really good at it. Be the best at it. I
0: I love that answer because. 25 year old Nate mm-hmm. wouldn't have received that, mm-hmm. right? I wanted the the X's and no's, the how to's, like I wanted it laid out on the platter for me mm-hmm. when there's so much value in what you just said that people don't even realize. Like that, there's no shortcut to it. Just no. take something that you're good at and work your ass off. Like you, you, we hear Kobe talk about all the time now, recipes to Kobe, but i right. talked about how uh I, I seen an interview he did where he talked about you know most people are doing you know two a days, you know, you get up, maybe ten to twelve, you do your workout, you know, take a couple hours off, and then from six to eight, you do an evening workout, and that's it. But what happens when I'm getting up at four and I'm working out from five to seven, take a break, then from nine to twelve uh, or from nine to eleven, I'm doing it again, have lunch yeah. spend time with the family. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting four workouts a day. So mm-hmm. over time that compounded I don't care what you're doing in your summer workouts I'm gonna be better than you mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying so putting in that work you can't skip over that you can't skip over you know the film time that you're that you're studying like just, yeah. just stick to it and do it and be the best at yeah. it possible mm-hmm. man it's that simple y'all and the key
1: and the key is again if like you said 25 year old Nate, <clears throat> you wanted somebody to hand it to you on the platter mm-hmm. Format- they hand it to you on a platter. Somebody knocked it. They hand. They hand you a platter full of shit. Somebody knocked the platter down. Everything on the ground, right? Uh-huh. But you the platter, right? Uh-huh. And they can't take what you. They can't take your 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 foundation. They can't take what you know. That's why. And that's uh-huh. why. I'm saying that like, our ancestors always told us that the, the the lack of them wanting to teach our ancestors and teach them how to read and write is because. There's a there's a power in knowledge. There's a power in, in
2: absolutely, in having,
1: and where nobody can tell you. You know what I'm saying? Like my homeboy, my homeboy just walked in here. We always we always talk about boxing all the time, right? Mm-hmm. He can talk about boxing because he's been in the ring, as opposed to me. I can only talk about boxing from the aspect of fan mm-hmm. You see what
2: I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, there, so, yeah. so right. right.
1: So if somebody talked to me about boxing, you know, me and him having a conversation, he say, but. You know, when you hit him with that one, two, and then you hit him to the body, like it's something that happens to his body, it's, it's something that happens to him. And I'm like, well, See, I didn't think about it, I wouldn't have known that.
2: Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. So it's something that they can't take from you. Absolutely. And, and that's the power of that knowledge that we that we continuously talk about in all these different podcasts. Is arm yourself, put stuff in your toolbox because mm-hmm. the only thing that the, the, the only they can't take it from you once you know it. It's like riding a bike. You know how to ride a bike, yeah. you know how to ride a bike 50 years.
2: Right. yeah definitely
1: but it, is, it you know it's going to be the same same thing like I'm a video editor by nature, right The programs may change yeah but the techniques and the theories don't yep and so you still have you have, you have all that where all the pro all this technology could be new, but the, the 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 it still works the old way
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that's
1: what we have to do and we have to continue to, to grow our people and educate our people and, and uh, give people, our people the opportunities to to learn and grow instead of always trying to say hey you know and and this is this is how social media gets us right hey Mm -hmm. make this ten thousand dollars just pay me 1999 and you can you make this ten thousand (laughs) dollars everybody (laughs) wants the platter
0: right
1: but then you get the platter and 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 you do all that and then you were like man i'll keep losing all this money doing these stock investments but that's not what he was showing me Mm
2: -hmm. because Mm
1: -hmm. you you didn't have a wherewithal to take that information, and we and we everybody's victim to it, right? We yeah, all, all short at times, but we have to be cognizant and 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 know like the the game that we're playing, we have to play the long game. That, that people, we have to continuously play the long game.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's my thoughts. I appreciate that. That's real. That's real. And there's something to be said about experience. And then also, experience will teach you. If it's not working, pivot. Yep. You, I mean, you know, uh, what, what did Albert Einstein say? The definition of of insanity is doing the same thing over it's, and over. You know. Yeah. Expecting something different. different. Like you, you got to be able to adjust, and that's what I was telling y'all earlier. Like the shea butter was working, the the kimonos were working, but they weren't generating what I needed it to. So I had yeah. to figure out a better a, a better way, a better way. So like. So yeah. So anyway, that's th- those are my points, man. My, my
0: points, man, my man said my pivot game is strong.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, you gotta understand. be
0: flexible, man. You gotta. Uh, 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 my man say be water. Yeah, yeah. Lee, yeah. flexible.
1: Yeah. Lee, All right, man. So as we wind this thing down, man, tell the good people of society where they can find you. They can find more information about the the gold black investments. Uh, find find more information about. Um, Tokufest, fest
2: um, yeah and all the all the great awesome things that you got going on definitely uh my name is the easiest name to probably google uh you just google my name or you google uh so go to goldblackgroup.com one word no no hyphens um or just google my name you'll you'll see it i'm on ig at mtokofa i think i'm on tiktok at mtokofa same thing with twitter I like you look up my name, you'll you'll find everything that you need. And that's the beautiful thing about having a name like mine. It's just not a lot of people with it. That's yeah.
0: everybody listening that's spelled M T O K U F A Tokufa. Yes, yeah, sir. I appreciate that name. Yeah, man, no doubt. It'll be in the notes and we'll put the uh links to all that in the captions and, and you know, whether it's on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, you know, you can catch extraordinary exchange podcasts on, on all the major platforms. But um Truly honored and privileged to have you in this space with us, fam. Um, looking forward to everything else that you got going on. We got going on the collaborations that haven't even been talked about yet. Absolutely. Uh, it's It's been a, an honor and privilege to call you a friend for real, for real. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. And uh, yeah, man, much love, man. Appreciate you. And uh yeah, anything else you want to get to the people?
2: Nah man, just just much love. I appreciate uh if, if they've made it this far. They're truly champions and it's just like it's an absolutely good look, man. So I appreciate everybody that 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 is listening. I, I love that y'all called me and hit me up and, and I'm honored to be on this podcast. I know what you all are doing. I've tried to support, I wanna support. Um, you know, I'm I'm in I'm in DC. So the next event, Nate, holler at me, I'll be there, brother. Without a doubt.
1: That'll that'll probably, hopefully, that'll be November, man. So, okay, you know, I I'll say this, man. You are EIG adjacent, brother. We we we, you know, we welcome you to our family, our network, man. Um, you know, as as we try to grow this this mission as as big as we can grow, Um it it, it takes the community, man, and it takes other entrepreneurs, other business owners to to help uh, expand you know, expand community throughout the country. So, so our political, and especially if you was in the um, political realm, so that we're, we can build our political power. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, once we build our political power as community, we'll be all right as a people.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I yeah, brought all that. I thought cases go, all, you know, kind of get to them once you start talking about your your affiliations early on in your career. But that's yeah, for, that's, that's just, for
1: the next episode. That's, on, on. that's next one. When we get closer to the when we get closer to the, the politics and an election, and we we really got to talk to our people and explain to yeah. them, you know, what we're voting for, what we what we're seeing in these candidates, what we're you know, we're that that'll be a, that'll be an exercise for us in order to educate our people. Um, and try to get them to the booths and to get them to the polls because as of right now, um social media doing a job on our folks, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the number, the, the turnout is going to be, the, from how I see it, is going to be 2016 turnout for people who look like us, and that's mm.
2: not a. Mm. Yeah, not- yeah, that,
0: yeah. That 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 conversation on the podcast is going to truly be an extraordinary exchange. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, I like what you did there, bro.
0: With that, with that being said, man, everybody, we appreciate y'all' time. We, we, we appreciate y'all listening, and uh, yeah, we'll talk. We'll holler at y'all on the on the next episode. All right. All right, y'all. Peace out. See you next time. All right.